following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Happy MLB opening day to everyone. For all of our, our watchers and our listeners, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the MLB, and we kind of shied away from it a lot on this show, but not anymore. We're getting into it, and we're getting into it hard. And the women's Final Four deserves some respect because there's a lot of historical performances taking place there, and Magic, Magic Johnson is now a part of a group that is offering $6 billion for the Washington Commanders. And the government is trying to get involved in the NIL chaos, as well as the NHL playoffs coming up very soon. And we're starting to see a little bit more of a picture start to take place. Who's going to be in? Who's not going to be in? And who's still fighting to make the playoffs? We're going to talk about all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. We're so excited to be able to get into this and start talking about some MLB. As today was opening day, we have some rule changes we'll definitely have to talk about. We're going to have to talk about who we like, who we don't like for this year. But before we get into it, let's mention our sponsor and a new sponsor and one that we're very excited to have on, and that is Caldera Lab. Uh, I'm very excited to have Calder Lab as a sponsor. They sent us some stuff. I know I haven't been able to distribute to my team yet, but I just got it the other day, started using it, and I can tell you so far I'm really liking the product. It's not uh, anything that is too much, and it's uh, you know it's not something that you put on your skin and don't feel anything at all. It's one of those products that you feel an impact right away. Calder Lab is a skincare product specifically for men, and yes, guess what, men, I know, it seems a little feminine for us to, to talk about skincare, but that's not the case anymore, okay? You're allowed to have good skin. You've got to look good for the ladies. If you already have a lady, you've got to look good for her, and you got to have good skin to look good. So go over to calderlab.com slash rising2 or use code rising2 for 20% off over at calderlab.com. You can go over there and check out all of our products. I have, Like I said, I just started using it. Uh, I'm really excited because so far I really can feel a difference throughout the day. Uh, I work outside and here in Iowa and Nebraska where I'm working, it's always really windy. My skin gets really dry and it starts to get flaky, but so far it's really been helping with that and it's started to get that flakiness away. So go over to calderalab.com slash rising2, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com slash risingto, and you can save yourself 20% off if you go to that link or just use code rising two. get yourself 20% off some great men's skincare. And if you're a woman, guess what? You got a man that you have in mind that you know needs some better skincare. So go check them out. Calder lab. We're so excited to have them on as a new partner, but let's get into it guys. Uh, I'm not alone today. I do have a couple of my co-hosts with me. I've got Jeremy and Blake both here to talk about MLB opening day. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Uh, just uh, glad to be back. I know it's been a minute, but uh, got got some free time and ready to talk a little sports with you guys. Absolutely. I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. Same way. Talk about sports and then always good to see the game back together outside of Britain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Britain, 
last minute told me he wasn't going to be on with us. He's got to go golf and, you know, to figure out his handicap for, for a league. <laughs> like, that's an excuse. But you know what? I was really wanting to go golf this afternoon, too, because I got off work a little early. I was looking out. I'm like, man, the weather's so nice, but I just didn't get out. So uh, I can't can't blame him too much for wanting to go out there and hit, hit the course. Um, but let's get into it, guys. We've got MLB opening day. Uh, I was I was telling Blake about this throughout the day. You know, man, I, I have always looked at the MLB. So when I was really young, I played uh, I played in a little league, and I was on the Red Sox in the little league, and so that was just kind of my team when I was young. And until mm-hmm. I hit about number maybe age twelve, I kind of stopped playing baseball then, and I just kind of fell out of the game of baseball. But, you know, I'm seeing how excited people can get for opening day. I guess I'm recognizing it more now that I'm realizing I really need to get back into MLB. So, you know, I've been getting I got into college baseball pretty heavy last year. This year's the time that I need to get back and get myself back into the MLB. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. just why do you all have to be playing so many games? That's just (laughs) so time consuming. I'm already trying to get myself back into the the NHL, get myself rolling on that train. Uh, now I yeah. gotta try to figure out how to get myself into the MLB and trying to handle all these games at once. But I guess it'll keep me plenty busy. Um, but Blake, I know you're more of the baseball guy uh, out of probably all, any of us on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You could probably tell us just about anything. Uh, tell me real quick, who do you like this year as your favorite for the MLB uh, as as far as the team that could t- could win it all? Oh man. Um, y- <sighs> Yeah, uh, great question, though, but I got to go with the Atlanta Braves if they stay healthy. Uh, You know, they have Ronald Acuna. He looks like he's getting back to full strength. Uh, He actually uh, led the entire league off today with the first hit uh, of the MLB season. And, uh, you know, if he stays healthy, he's going to compete for uh, an MVP run. Uh, And then you have Austin Riley at third base for the Braves. He's going to compete for that same MVP slot. Uh, And then you have Matt Olson, who showed out in spring training. I think he had eight or nine bombs in spring training. Uh, Last year, he didn't have the the year that they really expected him to have. He still had a great year. But this year, they're really looking uh, for him to, uh, to get it together in Atlanta. And, uh, and then their pitching staff, man, Max Freed, and you just got all those guys, Spencer Strider and, and the right kid, and, and they're just uh, from top to bottom. I know they got Iglesias as their closer this year from the Angels, and uh, they're, just, they're just loaded, man. Ozzie Albies, we didn't even talk about him. I mean, he's at 2B. Uh, they're just absolutely stacked, man, uh, from top to bottom. So that would be the one team that is – Gary. Now, I was a big believer in the Mets. Edwin Diaz goes down in the World Baseball Classic. He tears the uh, platellar tendon, I, I believe it was. Uh, and and that's a big blow for the Mets. Um, the Yankees looked really good today. Uh, Garrett Cole, I think he had 11 Ks in six innings. Uh, he, he, he had a four-pitch mix. Uh, you know, the cutter, fastball, uh, slider, and changeup looked really, really nice. Uh, and, and, you know, Judge just picks up where he left off, man. Uh, first swing of the year, hits a bomb to dead center. Uh, so he's already got one. One game, one bomb. Uh, and so uh, I really like the Yankees. Uh, I think they have to make a move, though. They have to, they have to get a big bat. Uh, they got some puppies out there with Cabrera, 
uh, who played in left today. Uh, and then they have Volpe, the new starting shortstop, that he made the opening day roster. Uh, he drew a walk today, went 0 for 2, uh, but he looked uh, he looked confident at the plate. And so, uh, yeah, man, the the Astros, we have to respect them. You know, I mean, they're the, the, the defending champions. You know, you can't look past them. We know everything that they have in that lineup. Once uh, Jose Altuve gets back healthy, we know he had the – the hand issue in the World Baseball Classic, uh, but Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and then we're not even going to dive into the pitching staff. I mean, we already know what that brings. Uh, they're absolutely loaded over there. Uh, so you got to respect them. And, uh, man, the Padres, the last team I really like is the San Diego Padres. Uh, I mean, you get a guy like Juan Soto out there. You get Zonder Bogarts out there. I mean, they if, if they can get Tatis to calm down, and, and act like a professional, grow up, be an adult, and play the game of baseball, this team could compete for a World Series title. And it's time, man. Like, like stop letting your team down. I'm a huge Tatis fan, huge Tatis fan. I think he's one of the bright spots in the game of baseball today. But you got to grow up, man. You got to be an adult, and uh, you got to handle your business. So if, if they tell you to stop – riding motorcycles at 115 miles an hour by god stop riding motorcycles at 115 miles an hour all right stop taking steroids uh, stop all the stuff with with the you know the human growth hormones or whatever he got caught with like cut it out man play baseball be there for your team because if he's in that lineup they're absolutely deadly man so uh the padres are another team in the nl that i really like so yeah, yeah man yeah yeah, I like it. I mean, I think you brought up a lot of the names that I'm I'm looking at that I'm kind of seeing as as teams that are definitely up there in the top and definitely in the running. Uh, Jeremy, I'm not sure I'm not sure how much you follow baseball or uh, you know if if you do, but you know, do you have any teams you're looking at maybe outside of what Blake Blake mentioned that, that you think might be able to maybe win it all this year? I don't know how to top it off of what Blake just rambled on. Yeah. Holy. Cow. <laughs> um, realistically. I'd like to see the Cardinals make a run down in St. Louis. I mean, mm -hmm. after Albert Pujols and him leaving, a lot of people were really, really concerned on what the Cardinals are going to do now. Then it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, he's their, he was almost their backbone with St. Louis. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Blake, you can also comment on me because I'm nowhere near mm -hmm. like what you are for baseball. I mean, mm -hmm. St. Louis, that's what they lived for was Pujols. And now that um, he's, not with, he's no longer with them, correct, Blake? Yeah, yeah, then, he um, retired. Yeah, that's what I thought. Then um, mm -hmm. I would like to see St. Louis make a run for it. Outside of just for the city of St. Louis, I mean, everyone always – you always hear the St. Louis Cardinals being mentioned some way, way, shape, or form. And, I mean, it would be really cool to see somebody outside of, like, what you said, Blake, the Yankees, the Astros after winning it last year. And mm -hmm. i just like to see even somebody different – win or even have a potential shot even like even the dodgers too like mm -hmm. that would be a really cool opportunity to see the championship come back to la not in my opinion yeah definitely and and guys like what a great pick all right the, the cardinals i think the only thing that they really have to figure out is is their pitching uh because they do have some young pups but they have a lot of talent in the lineup 
Paul Goldschmidt, the returning MVP. We know Nolan Arenado is there. Uh, they got Lars Nootbaar there. He was the World Baseball uh, Classic champion with Team Japan. Uh, they got the Donovan kid. Uh, they're a little young, but, man, they could make a run. We know what the Cardinals are about. They're a winning franchise. Uh, if they have to make a move, they will make a move to compete uh, for a World Series title. So I, that's a great pick. Uh, one team that I would throw in there to – I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or they're going to do anything this year, but they could potentially uh, wreck somebody's season towards the end. They could get hot a little bit and win a couple games down the stretch, and they showed what they could do today. They beat the Milwaukee Brewers 4 to nothing, and that is the Chicago Cubs, man. Uh, Dansby Swanson leaves Atlanta, goes up to Chicago, and uh, Marcus don't Stroman. That, don't say that in front of Britain, though. Oh, man. Britain's a Cubs um, fan, so don't be getting his hopes up and getting him thinking that he can just sit here and be <laughs> rambling on about the Cubs. Uh, this year isn't the year. This year isn't the year, but – they're they're getting there, man. They're getting there. Um, they have some potential. Um, I wish the offense had a little more pop, but uh, they got some dudes over there, man. And and Marcus Stroman was impressive today. Uh, you know, he has tendency to kind of fall off a cliff, you know, and and have a really bad outing. But he always shows up in the brightest moments, man. And uh, opening day. He goes out there and he absolutely shoves. And uh, good for the Cubs, man. I, I really like that. A team that's been down ever since they won it what, back in 2016, I believe it was, and they broke the curse. So, uh, yeah, man, keep an eye out on the Cubs. I, I really like uh, they got some young talent up there. Yeah, yeah, a team that neither of you brought up uh, that I'm kind of looking at. And, you know, they, they made it so far last year just to basically be, you know, stopped in the, in the end. And that's the Phillies. I mean, I, I don't see yeah. a whole lot that the Phillies lose. Uh, you know, and of course, the Astros are going to be up there. They're going to be a team that you have to talk about because they're the reigning, reigning champs. But I look at the Phillies, and I do see the Phillies being one of those teams that I wouldn't mind putting a future in on uh, just because I kind of see what they have returning and what they can put together. And, you know, they, they've been battle-tested through that last year. And so for them to be able to make a run again this year, that's, that's a team I'm, I'm looking at, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was, I was telling Blake, uh, I guess I didn't, I didn't tell you even the, the, the full story, but you know, I was in little leagues and playing on a, on a, uh, a, a Red Sox team when I was in little leagues. And that's kind of how I, I picked up baseball. You know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to mm -hmm. start watching baseball. And so until about the age of 12. So I, I was always following the Red Sox because I was on the Red Sox. Uh, and so that's, that's the team that I got to, I gotta gotta come out and say you know that's who I'm going back to. I can't can't just abandon my team and try to find anyone. Uh, so I'm going going with the Red Sox this year. That's got to be the team that I, I I'm sticking with. But I see that they lost to the Orioles today. Uh, and better better find some game. pitching. Better yeah. find some pitching, Josh. Yeah, they have no pitching, man. None. Uh, hopefully Chris Sale can come back and and get healthy and be that guy. But uh, you know I I just. You, you better get some arms in there, man. Look, their offense isn't terrible, all right? And they're without they're Trevor Story right I now. I mean, that's 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 a good start to the season, you know, as far as your offense yeah. goes. But then letting up 10, you know, losing when you put up nine, that's that's yeah. kind of, you know, it's it's hard to, to beat somebody when you're letting up double digits in baseball. 
Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe with some of these these rule changes, one of the rule changes uh, that we can get into, uh, Blake, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on them because, we, you know, I, I think the two, I guess really three major ones, I, I wasn't thinking of the shift. So we've got the shift. Uh, you're not, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not allowed to shift, uh, you know, for certain players. So if you have a lefty coming up, a lot of times you would want to, you'd want to shift over and try to block off maybe, maybe between your, your first and second, but you're not allowed to do that and shifting around for guys. You have to be, be set in, in your position, but then you've also got the pitch clock. So the pitcher has to get it off in X amount of time. And then, you know, your batter can't just be sitting out. So the, the pitch clock can go, can go against the batter or the pitcher, correct? Yeah, so let's start with the shift, guys. Yeah. So uh, what what a lot of teams were doing is if, like, you had a powerful lefty, like let's just say an Anthony Rizzo who likes to pull the ball really hard, or even a Joey Gallo uh, who got robbed of a lot of base hits uh, simply because he would hit the ball right to the third baseman playing in shallow right field. Uh, so teams were taking their third baseman and they were putting them uh, in shallow right field uh, and now you can only keep – you have to keep two guys on the same side of the field, and the middle infielders can't move past second base bag. Okay, They can't play behind it. They have to stay to each side. And you also have to keep your feet on the dirt. All right, Your feet cannot go in the grass. So uh, I, I like that. I think it's going to open up the game offensively. Uh, and and some of these some of these guys barrel up baseballs, man, and they hit absolute seeds out there to right field, uh, like a Juan Soto who might turn on a pitch, and and you hit a line drive out there, and look, the game of baseball is already hard enough, man. This is a game of failure. You fail seven times out of ten, you're considered one of the greatest of all time. Okay, uh, that that right there means you're hitting three hundred, and not not many people do it. So, um. I like the shift, uh, knocking this shift out. Um, I think it's going to open up offense, and, and you're going to see uh, some higher scoring games like you have today. Uh, and then, you know, th- I know they had the uh, bigger base, the bigger bases. They yeah. implemented uh, bigger bags and everything, and, and they're trying to get action on the base pads. So yeah, they no, want people are, stealing more bags. You are starting to see uh, – I, I saw a, an article today that you are starting to see already <laughs> – uh, more bases stolen uh, so far yeah. per game. So I mean, that's that's something that you know the the ba- the the bag size was just so silly to me. But I mean, if mm-hmm. it's if it's proven to to do something, the pitch clock was one that personally I I don't mind because I'm not a, a diehard baseball fan. I know people are like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna start watching baseball because it's because yeah. it's a quicker game. Personally. I don't like sitting there, and, and that's that's the that's the draw away for me is whenever I see a, a pitcher sitting there and taking his time, and a batter st- stepping out and adjusting his his guards and everything, and just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's something that turns me away from baseball. So I personally don't mind it, but I can totally understand from from a, a baseball somebody who loves baseball, loves the game of baseball. I I can 100% get how that could be kind of frustrating and take some of the anticipation and some of the excitement out of the game for sure. But uh, what do you think on on the pitch clock, Blake? So watching today, um, I've been super against it, super against it, uh, because uh, let's, let's, let's get this out here. So when nobody's on, you have 15 seconds. The pitcher has 15 seconds to deliver the ball to the plate. And I believe, like, if the batter isn't in the box by eight seconds, um, they blow it dead. Yeah, and it's ruled a strike. Um, 
Uh, and if the pitcher uh, isn't ready, then it's it's a ball. So um, you can't pick over to first base. Uh, you can only do it twice. If you pick over a third time and you don't get the runner, then it's considered a balk. Uh, the runner gets the next bag. So when there's a person on, uh, it's a 20-second clock. And I'm okay with the 20 seconds because usually – it was like 22 seconds, 23 seconds where it took a pitcher to deliver the baseball to the plate. So I'm okay with the 20 seconds. Uh, but baseball is a emotional, uh, draining game where uh, it's it's a chess match, man. It's, it's a, a mental chess match where let's take Shohei Otani, who's the greatest baseball player in the game right now. He throws 100 miles an hour. He can touch 102 all right, on a good day. You get a 102 fastball up around your eyes and he buzzes you, you're going to need more than 20 seconds to brush yourself off and get right mentally, okay? Um, it's tough, man, because like you want to adjust your bat and gloves and you want to feel comfortable and uh, you want to think the entire at bat, like what is he throwing me this next pitch? I'm in a 2-0 count, uh, so you know he's going to give me something to hit because he doesn't want to go 3-0. And I'm seeing a fastball right here, but you have – there's so little time now. But I will be honest, it was fun watching the Yankees only play for two hours and 30 minutes. I mean, that was a blast. You know, I mean, it's got its pros and its cons, but, man, like the speed of the game – it's just like we're not sitting here for three and a half hours. And, and you know, uh, but as far as the guys playing it, I'm sure they hate it because it is a mentally exhausting, emotionally draining game. Like it really is. So, you know, I always used to tell people, man, if look, if you don't want to hang around for three, three and a half hours and watch a baseball game, go watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> but, I also played the game into my college years, and I love baseball. Uh, but I definitely can see why somebody would just say, oh, you know, I'm out. All right, I'm, I'm turning the channel. So yeah, I, 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 I'm warming up to it, Josh. I'm yeah, warming up to it. I, I ultimately think that with these rule changes, they're, they're silly rule changes to think that this is going to draw in just a, a huge mass of people are going to start watching this year. And what's what's funny is like, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of them that I kind of think like I, I I don't mind it, but I guess I'm just more used to a play clock in college football and the NFL mm -hmm. and all that, and that's and the college you know football is my main sport. So you know, I yeah. guess just the fact that I'm used to that, I don't see why that would be such a big deal. But then you know, I, I hear baseball players talk about it and baseball, uh, you know, big time baseball fans talk about it and how much they don't like it, and I can get that that side of it for sure. But I think it's one of those rules that we're going to go on with and you know a couple years down the road you're going to forget that that's even there because it's just going to become part of the game uh, and, and so it's you're one right. of those things that I, I think it's just going to kind of move along and and i do like the fact that it speeds up the game personally because i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not a huge baseball fan uh and you know i'm hopefully one day maybe i can get there but I, i'm not right now so that that yeah. draws me into it a little more uh so i i do like that but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to look into. We're going to be touching on a lot more on MLB this year than we did really when we first started the, the, the podcast. It was kind of getting into to uh, 
you know, kind of into the playoffs and stuff. And so I definitely mm-hmm. paid attention to the playoffs a lot last year, trying to trying to get myself a little more educated on baseball again. Um, but yeah, whenever whenever it comes to this year, I'm gonna be diving uh, into it just as much as we have been touching a lot more on on hockey and stuff like that too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, definitely want to b- bounce into baseball. But let's go over to the women's final four. Uh, this is something I really want to bring up because history in the making is always fun to talk about and always fun to recognize, and it needs to be recognized. Uh, and you know, especially because I I do think that women's sports, when when they when they have done something that deserves uh, a shout out, they deserve it just as much as as men in that sense. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, South Carolina is the first one I'm going to bring up. Uh, an outstanding season. They went 36 and 0 up to this point, wow. making it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that that is incredible. Uh, how many how many teams outside of South Carolina and women's basketball have done that? None. How many and 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 men's basketball have done that? None. Uh, you know, and even if you want to go to the to, to the NBA, how many NBA teams made it 36 games without a without a loss? That's none. Uh, and we even look over at at college football. Uh, college football is usually only 12 games throughout the season. And, you know, you, you get up past the, you know, up to the, the the point of the championship game. This past season, there was only one undefeated team. And mm-hmm. most years, there isn't even a single undefeated team in college football. So for South Carolina to go 36 games and really demolish their their, their entire schedule, they, they have they played an outstanding game uh, really every single game of the of the season, but especially into these playoffs, uh, into the tournament, making it up to the final four. I want to give them a shout out, but uh, I, I guess I'll kind of open up that up to you guys too to kind of give, give me your thoughts. Uh, I'll start off with you, Jeremy, since you've been kind of quiet over there. You know how many how 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 uh, how incredible it is to see this team, you know, and, and what they've been doing up to the final four. It truly is incredible. I mean, it does. It's not an easy thing to do just to win one game in general. But I mean, to take it all the way to thirty six and zero, you're you got a gift for that season. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, it really don't even think about it as much because, like you mentioned, Josh, how many teams get to this perspective and how many teams can win that many games without even seeing a single L in the column? It's not easy by any means necessary, and that comes to watching film, practice eating right, staying healthy, making sure you get seen by the trainers and everybody. I mean, it's just really, really astonishing and really cool to see a team like that and have take it for granted South Carolina, don't get me wrong, but like it's still really, really cool to see a team make this point and make it to the Final Four. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Blake? Man, you know, it, it really brings you back to the Gino Oriema days uh, at UConn when he had their powerhouse and and uh, just the dominance, man. Uh, and and um, you know what conference is South Carolina in? By the way, uh, they're in some sucky uh, conference down there in the south. <laughs> Can't remember exactly, uh, but you know they, they uh, have, yeah. But the you know the the the, the SEC they only have two teams left in the tournament right now. Yeah, I mean only two. It's kind of pathetic, but yeah, whatever. Um, none, but, none in the men's side, man, none. Uh, which is uh, painful. None. But uh, that LSU man. team, that LSU team, watch out for them. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's going to be LSU and South Carolina, uh, kind of like it always is in football, you know, an, an SEC matchup uh, for the Natty. So uh, you know, yeah, just because uh, they're usually given a little extra in college football. Like, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll throw you in, <laughs> even though you're not a conference champion or something of that nature. 
but <laughs> hey, I, I got to get my SEC, you know, hate out there, you know, because I only got one more season of it. So, yep. but no, it, it is, it is really cool to kind of see, uh, you know, mm-hmm. where that talent's coming from. LSU though, they have just an all around full roster of, of real talent in, in the, you know, on their team this year. I mean, they, when, when you watch women's basketball, uh, and this isn't a cut to women's basketball, but when you're used to watching men's basketball and watch women's basketball, uh, right after and it's, you don't see the big pizzazz, fancy Shazam plays, you know, boom, shakalaka, nothing like that. But you do see a, a much better team effort in women's mm-hmm. basketball. And, and I, I think that's, you know, it's just because I, I feel like whenever I watch women play, they stay to the fundamentals way better than us men do. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're much better at keeping, keeping to the rules than us men do. Uh, and that's one thing that I do like about watching women's basketball a lot. Uh, and, and especially watching this, this tournament so far, getting up to the final four. And I want to jump over to another team that's looking really good. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say another team, another player that's looking really good. And that's over on Iowa's team. It's Caitlin Clark. She scored a triple double in the elite eight in this women's tournament with 41 points. All right. And, and they won 97 to, to 83. So she scored almost half of her team's points. So 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, went in 97 to 83 versus Louisville. I mean, that it was an amazing game. But Caitlin Clark, I, I've been watching her since she started making some of these headlines. And I, I'm watching the way that she's playing. And I'm not really well... I don't have a, a, a grand knowledge in women's basketball and especially throughout mm-hmm. history, but I don't know how she, if she keeps on this, on this pace, how she can't become one of the best women's basketball players ever to have played the game um, because mm. she's got really good handles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very decent in basketball. I'm not very good, but I'm very decent in basketball. I don't think that I would be able to beat her in basketball. I really don't, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be tough. Uh, you know, she's, she's very good. She's got really good ball handling skills, really good eye, uh, you know, and, and a no for who's on the, on the, on the court at all times and where to dish it. Uh, and then just watching her play, she's done an amazing job, but 41 points, uh, that, that alone is, is amazing. But then to score a triple double in college basketball, uh, just an amazing, amazing show out for her. Uh, you know, Jeremy, you pretty much lived in Iowa your entire life. Uh, kind of give me your thoughts on Caitlin Clark and, what she's been able to do up to this point. I'm going to say one word. Wow. <laughs> it, I thought you were going to say Britain's word, and I was going to have to kick <laughs> you out. But. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, it truly is unbelievable to have a season like this. And what year is she in college? Mm-hmm. Is she a junior? Is she? I believe senior? she's a junior, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, it, it truly is mesmerizing to see see a female put up a triple double in the NCAA. Yeah. Like I can't remember if this was right, but they said nobody else had done that in all the NCAA. Right. Yeah. And just to even have that credit alone, then put it in, in the classroom just to make sure your grades are good. And she had a 4.0 GPA, man. I mean, mm. that's just unbelievable. It, it mm. just goes to show you how strong physically and mentally are in both in the classroom and on the court. Like you have to be as an athlete, that's what you have to physically think about is outside of keep yourself healthy. You got to make sure you're obviously staying good in the grades in the classroom, then making sure, like I said earlier, you're checking film, checking everything. Then it's just truly unbelievable that Kaylin Clark is putting up these numbers and showing this great a talent in, in the NCAA tournament. 
Yeah. So uh, the only, I guess there are a few a few players that have have done it, but the only That's recent player to have ever done it had a triple double uh, was Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, so she she played up at Oregon. She was really fun to watch in college and college basketball too. Uh, that was probably one of the first first women that really caught my eye and and women's basketball in, in college. Um, but yeah, now Caitlin Clark being able to do this and doing it with 41 points. I mean, that's, that's tough to do, Blake. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you watch her shoot, man, and you start thinking, uh, is she the best shooter in the men's and women's game? I mean, honestly, like, you, you know, I mean, look, to your randos out there who think that you can just uh, get off work and kick your boots off and go uh, take on one of these females uh, in in women's college basketball, you're wrong because she'll shoot your eyes out. And uh, and and she's put on one hell of a performance. This isn't something that just started in the NCAA tournament either. Uh, this is this is her. This is who she is. Uh, she's a, yeah. a hell of a player. And this, you know her. Yeah, her she's been career. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing it. And. Guys, one thing, if you want the pizzazz in women's basketball, if you want the transition dunks, the fast breaks, and, and everything like that, lower the rim to eight feet. Honestly, honestly I, I think that that's just a lot more fair uh, to do so. But yeah. I also think, you know, that might I, – I mean, I suppose they, they would, you know, they would uh, eventually kind of get used to that height, but I really think that it would throw off the game a lot for a lot of these women yeah. who have been – doing it for a while but i do agree with you on that you know as, as far as i mean there's just not as as many women who can jump that high or even that tall uh you know mm-hmm. to be able to reach that rim um but now you know going back to caitlin clark and seeing what what she's been able to do she really does put just an amazing touch on the ball mm-hmm. and being able to play the way that she does um but kind of going over to that that game against louisville whenever they won that game drew drew 2.5 million viewers wow. in that game <laughs> And and we we know we know why they they that you know like why so many people were tuning into that game, uh, mm-hmm. and that was more than any NBA game this entire season. Yep. You know, Blake, I I see you kind of thinking. I I assume you were going to bring that up. Why do you why do you think that this game got so much so many more viewers than an NBA game this year? Man, I knew where you were going with it, Josh, and. Look, let's be honest. Nobody wants to watch the NBA anymore. It's dying. It's 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 dying, man. And you know, I I think I think everybody saw the journey, okay? And and they saw that uh, women's basketball is starting to have more upsets. Uh, It's not just uh, one team like it used to be with UConn just skating through and beating everybody by fifty. All right, Uh, there's more parity in women's basketball now. And like you mentioned a while ago, man, it's the fundamentals and, and, uh, and, you know, you got, you got a woman, uh, shooting the lights out of it, man, and, uh, dropping 41. And look, a lot of people prefer college basketball because it's a, it's more of a team game, man. And I've mentioned this before. The NBA is a lot of ISO. It's a lot of your best versus my best, uh, you know, LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard, who's better? Let's clear everything out one-on-one. Here we go. And it's just lost its touch, man. The NBA is just not what it used to be. And uh, I I think it's a dying brand. I I really do. Like, 
and and that now another thing, guys. Like if you disagree with this, just just hey, uh, I get it. But you you got guys like Kyrie going to Dallas, and Luca gets in a presser and says, "Hey, man, like I'm not happy. Like this sucks." Yeah, he's and, not having fun yeah. right now. You know, and that's yeah. It's it's, it's it's tough to take a young guy like that, take the passion out of the game. I mean, I know a big part of that's because they're not winning, and I think some people may may be looking into that maybe the wrong way. But why are they not winning? You know, because of Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie. I He's mean, a cancer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to deny that fact because you look at what Kyrie's done with the past teams that he's been on. And he starts to bring them down. And uh, this has definitely been a record for how fast he's done it. Um, Because, man, I mean, he's just, he he really destroyed that that team. And a a really fun and young team, uh, you know, that that a lot of us, I'm sure, looked at. And if you're not a Mavs fan, you at least enjoy watching them play because of the young talent that they they have and how much much fun it is to watch a guy like Luca play. But then now Kyrie coming in, I was really hopeful uh, that, that maybe Kyrie had put everything aside and just, Hey, let's focus on on basketball, but it doesn't seem to be the case. And Josh, look, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Kyrie left LeBron, has the NBA not been on a just absolute downslide since that moment? Look, take all the kneeling stuff and all of that. I know a lot of people said, hey, I'm done with the NBA and everything like that. But let's literally go back and look and you look at what Kyrie Irving has done in the NBA to each team he has been on. He is a cancer. He has caused problems at every organization he has been with. And it's 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 ridiculous, man. Like, you know, what did I say a while ago about Tatis? Grow up. All right. It's time to grow up. It's time to be a professional. And it's time to for Kyrie play basketball. And Stop being a ball dominant ball hog, and everything's like like me and my brother, man. We have a group chat with some buddies, and anybody that gets in there and they start just solely making something about them, like we say, hey, stop being Kyrie. <laughs> and I like it. It, it's like you know, it's it's an ongoing joke because uh, you know it, that's how he is, and. I question why he ever left LeBron for real because LeBron treated him like a king. Uh, LeBron let him do whatever he wanted to do, and LeBron let him run the offense in Cleveland. And you were making the finals every year. Like, why did you leave? Like, what, because Kobe told you to go be great? I mean, it's just not his game, man. And so, uh, I I mean, that that right there kind of tells me why people prefer women's college women's basketball yeah. uh, over the NBA right now. Yeah, and it really has been fun uh, to watch the tournament. I don't know how yeah. many people have been able to tune in, but I, I really do think that's that's one of the tournaments that right now, as, as we're, we're seeing women's Final Four, men's Final Four, uh, you know, and then you've got your other sports, but when we're talking about basketball, I don't think anything beats that that tournament. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that's it's an amazing tournament. I think the men's tournament overall – is always and and probably always has been the best uh, postseason tournament. Um, but you know we're talking about franchises that get torn apart and, and end up falling apart. Uh, let's mm-hmm. jump over and talk about the Commanders. Uh, and a lot of you might be wondering who the heck I'm talking about when I'm talking about the, the Commanders. It's a team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Uh, you know the football team down there that wears dark dark red and yellow. They've got a pig as their mascot for some reason, but. <laughs> 
you know, they're trying to get rid of the the uh, or the the organization. They're trying to sell it. You know, Dan Snyder's trying to trying to sell it, uh, and he's asking a lot of money for it. Uh, and when we compare to how much the Broncos just recently went for, I think it was four point six million or billion. Uh, you know, a lot of money that goes into these these teams. But uh, finally, some bidders that are going in uh, and trying to bid, and we see one Canadian billionaire, Steve. Uh, let me try to say this last name. Apostolopoulos uh, has submitted a fully funded six billion offer and a six billion dollar offer uh, to the Commanders. The only thing that I know about this Canadian billionaire is that he's got too many zeros in his bank account and too many O's in his name. Um, but mm. other than that, he's got six billion dollars he's trying to offer. But then there's also another group of people that's trying to offer, and one that I think might be more. Um, realistic might be might be more realistic and it's also a little bit more attractive uh and it's josh harris mitchell rails and they've partnered up with magic johnson to buy the commanders uh and do i think that this would be a cool thing yes but do i trust anyone or anything in dc to be able to pull something together to make something better again not really i don't have a whole lot of faith in it but we'll see uh you know with magic johnson he's he's been able to do some good things with the lakers um, but you know, Jeremy, I, what, what are you thinking with the commanders with, with their buyout, trying to sell the, the organization? Of course, there's a lot of drama going on with the commanders right now too, as far as free agents and who they can try to sign as, as a quarterback and who they're going to fill in that position. But what are you thinking with the commanders being able to sell for $6 billion? First of all, can I have a tiny chunk of that change? <laughs> um, what, what is it like having that many zeros in your no bank kidding. account? <laughs> like. Six billion dollars is a lot of money, like. Uh-huh. And what you mentioned, Josh, looking for the team, you gotta, you gotta reestablish, you gotta look at it all in a new perspective. You gotta restart all over again, looking for who they had a quarterback with Heineke. And now he's signed with. Uh, Where did Heineke go? Yeah, he did sign somewhere else. Um, was it Tampa? No, uh, that was no. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he didn't go down to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that was Tampa's Baker. got Kyle Trask um, and Baker. Yeah, now, now you're going to kill me with that. He went somewhere, but I yeah. can't remember. He sure did. Was it great? No, was, was Falcons? It huh? Falcons, yeah. Yes, there we go. Falcons. But, um, Falcons. That was going to bug me. Thanks for looking that up. <laughs> yeah, um, I had to look it up. It was yeah. bothering me. Um, overall, like, this is going to be something that's going to be talked about a lot, whether it's on the perspective of just who's going to purchase the team or mm-hmm. – um, what the team's going to look forward towards into the season, or even if not both, like I'm one for who's morally going to be picking up the team and who the commanders in general are going to be having as their QB one for the entire season. And as you both know, you got to stay healthy and that's for sure. Like it's going to be definitely <laughs> interesting to see how all this country hands down the road. And I'm, kind of looking forward to it because i didn't really know necessarily a lot about it until you talked to me about it earlier josh and i i looked it up briefly i didn't have a lot of time to look it up but i was like wow i didn't even really know that they were for sale but, yeah yeah a lot of a lot of drama going on going on with dan snyder and i think a lot of people are just excited to have him leave yeah. as as the owner um but blake kind of yeah. give me your thoughts on them trying to sell and you know if they are able to sell to magic johnson uh, do you think that's that's a good move for the organization what are you looking for in the organization yeah, man. Uh, if Magic Johnson can get this, I think that would bring a little, uh, uh, you know, a little pizzazz uh, 
to the commanders. Uh, I think it would bring a little uh, electricity to DC up there, and and uh, you got to get this thing away from Snyder uh, as fast as possible. Uh, he's he's not the answer. We all know about the drama that he has brought to that entire franchise and organization. So, uh, to Mister Canada though, with the six Billy, uh, how about you buy an NHL team and and get a Stanley Cup across the border sometime? Maybe that's not uh, gonna happen. That, yeah, just, yeah. Just like, just like they're going to get their own army too, right? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. yeah. good luck. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I like it. You know, uh, if Magic can get this, I think guys would want to come to D.C. to yes. play for a Magic Johnson. Kind of like LeBron wanted to go to L.A. because of Magic. And, yeah. uh, and you know, he got out of L.A. and it seems like they've – uh, you know, they won the bubble title and everything, but it seems like it's fallen off a cliff since Magic's left, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's know. the main thing that I see is I think that can be a huge recruiting point uh, to try to get guys mm-hmm. in. You know, hey, you don't really want to sign with this organization because they're tied to all kinds of dr- just, I call it drama because yep. I don't know what else to call it. But, you know, yep. if we do get Magic Johnson and can he be the one to stand up and say, hey, this is kind of nonsense that we've been sitting here and can't even come up with a real mascot, can we just go back mm-hmm. to the Redskins? Um, because that's that's what everybody is going to recognize us as. Uh, it still takes me a minute when I hear commanders to try to think about what team they're talking about in the NFL, and then it clicks in my head. Oh yeah, uh, you know, stop being stupid. They're they're changing their name again. But uh, you know, there's some more chaos going on involving money, uh, and that's in NIL. Uh, do do either of you guys believe that NIL is a bad thing all altogether? That players should not be uh, college college players should not be paid. Nope. Okay. Yeah. I just I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't maybe maybe a you know I I think most people when when this was first brought about a, a lot of people I think I was even on the same side and I still am thinking you know that NIL was going to be something where the the players need to be paid by the colleges because they're going to play sports for them and that's where I haven't usually have an argument for is because no they're, they're getting paid. By getting to go to college for free, uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and most of these these scenarios, that's that's what's happening. They're given full ride scholarships, um, but you know, with NIL and what it's actually come about to be, is that the players get to get paid for different kind of sponsorship deals with different brands uh, and and things of that nature. And so that's that's where I kind of stand. I, I do like the fact that they can get paid for that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, I, I think that there's there's a part of it that kind of gets these guys ready for it. But now what we're seeing is that a lot of these players, you know, they're, they're signing all these deals and it's kind of touching some gray areas. And so now of course we've got the government trying to get involved. Uh, I do think that there needs to be some limitations to NIL and there needs to be some, some organization put in place because what we did is we just said, Hey, guess what? You're allowed to be paid as a college athlete. Boom. There you go but we didn't put any kind of rules in place. We didn't put any kind of stipulations. We didn't put anything in place as sort of, so, uh, some sort of structure for these players. And now it's starting to get out of hand. And now what we see is that the government's getting involved. Uh, Blake, I feel like you and I are kind of on very similar terms when, when it comes uh, to, to some of these things. But do you think the government getting involved is, is the correct answer? Or do you think that they're going to be able to do anything to make this better? Look, there's only, in my opinion, there's one thing that you need to do, okay? And uh, I hear a lot of people say, oh, a college kid shouldn't be making $8 million. Look, I don't care what they make, no, honestly, okay? Because uh, I was taught from a young age to make as much money in this lifetime as you possibly can, all right? 
Uh, my dad always told me, son, try to make as much money as you possibly can, retire early, and and live the rest of your life. Okay. And I'm not going to knock a college kid for signing an $8 million NIL deal. Uh, kudos to that guy. All right. Yeah for being talented enough to get that money. Uh, but here's my deal with it. There is one thing you need to do, and that is stop luring kids to a college with an NIL deal. It should not be allowed to recruit a kid to a university. Um, and I think that's where it's kind of gotten out of hand is you see Texas A&M in the football side of things last year. They, you know, they rounded up the best – recruiting class in the country and uh, they were coming off a seven and five season and all of a sudden they have nine five stars in their recruiting class and we're like how well how did this happen well it happened because of nil and we all know what the state of texas is it's an oil state and uh, they have deep pockets out there so uh, i don't think you should be able to offer a kid an nil deal to come to your school commit to your school sign to your school uh, I think once they get on campus, they should be able to work towards sponsorships like NIL, name, image, and likeness. So you have to produce on the field and people see your image, your name, and your likeness. Then you get an NIL deal. Um, it's kind of like the transfer portal, man. Like you got to stop letting all these kids just – uh, get on campus for three months, go through spring football and say, oh, well, I'm not going to play. I'm, I'm hitting the portal. Right? Yeah. We have to sit down and come to uh, a decision where uh, you have to you have to sit that whole year. All right. You have to you have to ride out that whole year. And I honestly think, you know, uh, you, you should have to you should have to sit at least two years at a place and then you can transfer uh, if you if you don't play. But, you know, uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, but the NIL stuff, man, you got to stop luring kids uh, for for commitments and stuff uh, with money. I think that is one thing that they absolutely need to stop. Uh, but everything else, man, if you you know if you go back and look at the Tim Tebow's, the Johnny Menzels, the Cam Newtons, and and the Carson Palmers and Reggie Bushes and all that, I could keep going and going and going. Uh, you know, give them their money, man. Like all those dudes would have signed major. Can you imagine the NIL deal Reggie Bush would have signed? Oh, like, dude is the most iconic college football player he, he in my lifetime. To be put back into the Heisman list. Yeah, he he needs to get oh, that, that get what? that that uh, I guess whatever you want to call it. He needs to get that back for sure. Y'all y'all want to y'all want a podcast episode? Do y'all want to because because we can do that in just one and I can go off for a straight hour about how Reggie Bush deserves to be back in the Heisman. I like uh, it. It, I like it. It's it's BS, but but uh, Jeremy, you know, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it over to you, man. Uh, just nil is a great thing, uh, and and uh, just just stop abusing it with commitments to universities. Hundred percent. I mean, I don't know how to top it off with that, Blake, but I mean it. <laughs> It seriously has its pros and its cons. That's for definite sure. Like you said, getting these five-star recruits going to this one specific university, and then it it's just not fair for these other athletes that have been working their tail off for all this time just to sit on the bench. I mean, I've been in that similar situation before, and it's not fun. Like, watching someone else get to have the playing time when you're barely getting maybe even two minutes of playing time or 
whatever the case be. That's just mm-hmm. like it's t- it's horrible for overall the the money aspect is truly crazy just for even throwing the offers out there for it doesn't because is it per player or how does it all work? Does it each player get a different chunk of change or is it all? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's each player kind of signing their own deals, kind of similar to to what you see, you know, in the, in the NFL, you know, you, you have contracts you're signing with a team, but in, in NIL, what it is, is these, these kids can go and they can go, sign up a deal with, with Hooters and, you know, Hooters will pay them yeah. X amount of money, yeah. uh, you know, to be kind of a, a face of their franchise and be a little bit of a, a, an ambassador for their brand and stuff like that. Yeah. But overall, it's just, I can't even really put it into words for what I can honestly think of it. It's crazy. That's for sure. I mean, Blake, like you said, you said the best for everything. I don't know how to, I can top it even off of that, but mm-hmm. I mean, overall it's just, Crazy. That's all I can really say. It's crazy. Yeah. So, one thing I do like, guys, like Auburn Auburn baseball has created a package. Uh, it's called the NIL Club, and I donate each month. All right, I throw twenty five little measly dollars in there, and uh, and Man, all because that's my type of. <laughs> you could throw uh, that highway, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's my truck. Hey, you know, I, I, I remember when I was in college I, and I played junior college. Okay. So, um, we didn't have the funds and everything, but I remember when I didn't have gas money and, um, I tried to get a job and my grades were slipping and I was just at baseball the entire time. And, and I know a lot of people look at this and they're like, oh, well, you know, they only play baseball in the spring. That's false. Okay. You play, you play like 40 games in the fall while football season's going on. All right. You have a, you have a competitive season in the fall. And it's really hard for these guys to go get a job and to have money. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they get, they get a card that they get to swipe at the cafeteria and they get free food. Can you imagine eating the same food every single day? out of a cafeteria like that's got to get old man like sometimes a college kid wants to go to mcdonald's and burger king and arby's and and whataburger and it's just like why are they going all these fast food places anyways they need a better diet lamar chat chad ochocinco ate mcdonald's every day of his nfl career uh (laughs) that's not a good model to live on hey uh but you know man like like they want to go out and do stuff like they want to live and everything so like you know, if I have $25 a month to throw their way, yeah, like I'm going to sign up for the NIL club and, and I'm going to donate. And, and I feel like I pour a lot into the Auburn baseball program. Uh, I, I do a lot of podcasts recapping the games. And, and uh, I think those kids deserve it, man, for like as much effort uh, and, and just blood, sweat, and tears that they put into the program to try to uh, entertain me. You know, I get off of work from my job. And go watch these guys. And, and uh, you know, I wrote a paper uh, when I was in college. My professor said, look, I'm going to I'm gonna let you freelance. You write whatever you want to write. And I wrote a paper, guys, that this was back in 2011. Dang and, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a sophomore in college, man, uh, in 2011. And uh, I wrote about how 
college athletes deserve to be paid. And when I turn the paper in, I come back, uh, what was it, two days later? Because uh, I think I went to that class on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. Come back two days later, and um, the professor handed me the paper, and it had a giant zero on it. And uh, he was like, look, he was like, this one isn't going to cut it. I'm going to give you until next week to write a different paper. Uh, he was like, I'm not going to give you a zero. And uh, he was like, because that's wrong of me. He was like, but, you know, like, I don't want to have that, you know. And I was just like, dude, like, people really feel like athletes don't deserve to be paid. Like, college athletes don't deserve to be paid. Wild to me. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of people say their scholarship makes it, but it's hard to live off that, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there does need to be I, – I, I'm totally all for it, you know, for these guys that can go out and do that. But I, I think – there does need to be some sort of structure. I guess the only thing with this, when I see this pop up, that the government is having a, a hearing about it, uh, that's that's where I kind of, you know, hey, let's pump the brakes, you know, because, yeah. you know, that, that's that's why I wish that, you know, of course, we can't expect the NCAA to do any better. Um, but, you know, each college, I wish they would have put something in place to have a structure for this so that it didn't get out of hand to where now the government feels that they need to step in. Uh, and say something about it. But guys, let's jump over to the NHL. Uh, yeah, I think all of us are, are loving the NHL right now and all the parody that we're seeing in it. Um, but there's a lot of teams that are still in the running, uh, and, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of spots kind of still open for, for some of these teams, and we're seeing these these last few teams really start to fight and, and try to work their way uh, you know, into the playoffs, and that playoffs are coming up very mm -hmm. soon too. So kind of getting a better picture of what the playoffs are starting to look like. Um, but I'm going to go through and kind of show, uh, you know, kind of, kind of explain who is already in. We've got, of course, Boston already clinching their division uh, and clinching their playoff spot. The Toronto Maple Leafs, one, one that I know Britain's mentioned, kind of being one of those teams that he's got his eye on. Uh, I just mm -hmm. don't have any faith in anyone from, you know, any team from Canada being able to pull home the cup. But – uh, those two teams are both secure in the Atlantic. In the Metropolitan, we've got the Canes, the uh, Devils, and the Rangers, all kind of in, in a tight race. Really, uh, almost any of them could really come away being number one in the Metropol Metropolitan, but all of them clinching their spots. It looks like the Canes are probably going to come away with the, with the number one spot there, but all three of them really good and j just a really tight race between them. Uh, you know, you've got... The Canes at 103, New Jersey at uh, 100, and then New York right behind them at 98, and they're and they're playing tonight too. So a, a chance for for the Rangers to kind of get themselves bumped up a little closer to that group. Um, but we've got all three of them locked in, uh, and then over in the Western Conference is still very open. Uh, it's kind of a race between Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, and the Jets are right there, really trying to lock themselves in uh and then mm -hmm. even nashville is kind of right there in that in that that range um, but nobody locked in in, in the the western <coughs> or, uh, sorry in, in the in the central um but then in the pacific we see i guess same same in the pacific i didn't realize that i thought the, the kings had already uh or sorry not the kings but they i was thinking the kings and the golden knights had already locked themselves in but they have not uh, a tight race for number one there between them uh and also between 
Edmonton, uh, you know, the Edmonton Oilers doing amazing with Connor McDavid doing lights out. Uh, the teams that have been eliminated, the, the Sharks were the first ones out. Uh, we've got Anaheim Ducks, Chicago, uh, Arizona, and the Blue Jackets, as well as the Canadians, uh, Montreal. They're all knocked out of the playoffs, completely eliminated. But we've been seeing the Blue Jackets sneak in there and kind of wreck people's dreams here recently, beating good teams. Uh, it's, it's frustrating, but they're they're just that that team this year, I guess. Um, but so now we're starting to see th- this playoff kind of shape up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to you first, Jeremy. You know what what teams are you seeing that you think, uh, you know, they're they're not quite in yet, but you're you're thinking they've for sure got a spot locked in. Uh, what what teams are you looking at that you are still? I, I think we've kind of come back to this this point of who you think can win it all. Um, but is there any new teams that you're kind of seeing as maybe they can be the team to win it all now that we're starting to see the the the, sh- the playoffs kind of shape out a little more? Um, there's still so much hockey left. It's honestly kind of hard to tell with who can yeah. who can really anybody <laughs> can really all of a sudden wake up on the flip of a switch and all of a sudden just put the gas pedal onto the floor and then all of a sudden just kick it right through. But um, for a team outside looking in, oh, boy. Um, the Florida Panthers always okay. get mentioned. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, even – how are the Dallas Stars looking in this season? Are they – They look good. Uh, you know, yeah, down down in Dallas. So they're second in the Central right now. Uh, and they're, they're at 94 points tied with Colorado. Uh, and Minnesota's up at 97, still haven't locked in their position yet either. That's another team I'm really surprised by is Minnesota. They've been on a hot streak lately. Really hot streak. They've been doing really good. They beat uh, who, Josh, the other night? I don't know. I didn't Uh, see that game. Something about this New York team. I didn't know. I didn't Um, see that. I didn't see that. (laughs) I was really really happy to see that. Thanks, Josh. Uh, it was really cool to see Minnesota all of a sudden kick it in the gear. I know they were really, really worried about Kaprizov getting injured. Then mm-hmm. at that moment in time, every Minneapolis fan thought, well, season's over. And um, I, wa- I honestly want to stick with my Minnesota pride and honestly see Minnesota all of a sudden kick it in the high gear and take it in. Yeah, that's the team I was expecting you to. And, and Minnesota surprised me because when we went into the All-Star break, Minnesota looked like they were probably not even going to make the playoffs the way they no, were playing, not the, at the all, way no. that their record looked. Didn't look like they really had much of a chance. Lori looked like crap. Yeah, he did not look good. But then now getting themselves to where they are now, almost locking themselves in. They're not quite there, <laughs> but I, I think they're they're definitely going to make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Blake, you got any teams you're kind of looking at maybe as a as a <sighs> sleeper, or are you sticking with the same teams we've kind of discussed before? I already have a feeling well, I know who Blake's going to say. Well, I just want to know uh, – is Britain actually watching his pins right now? Because I know they're fighting for their lives. No, I think he's. Uh, uh, I think he's pretty much given up all hope. He's he's gone off on a train of. I hope they don't make the playoffs because they're pitiful and I don't want to see another game of these these why, pathetic. Why you, yeah. he went golfing today? Because he didn't want to talk about playoff hockey. He saw playoff yeah. hockey and he's like, "Oh man, I didn't yep. I didn't read that far down the 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 rundown here." Yeah, I'm out, guys. I got to yep. go golf. I got to go but his golf game is um, much better than his pens. So, oh. <laughs> man, back to bite me this season. Yeah, that will. You know, look, I, I think I think this thing's coming out of the east. Um, oh, for sure. And and uh, I, I think it's just top to bottom. You know, it's it's that side this year, man. Uh, there's just so much depth over there, and and 
Uh, I know that you got the Devils and the, and the Rangers playing right now. I believe uh, the New Devils Jersey just, Jordan. yeah, I think they just went up. And uh, and so, man, I just look over it like I look at the Kraken, man, and and I think that would be a big deal if that franchise could get into the playoffs. And look, you don't even have to make a lot of noise. Uh, just, just get in, man, and uh, and just the upstart that they've had, and for you to just uh, make that turn so quickly, and to get in, uh, I think that would be a big deal for the entire league. Um, but man, I'm still sticking with the Devils, man. Like I just like them. I like them. I mean, they put the puck in the net, man. Uh, they're so young. And uh, they just get after it, man. And they play really hard, really physical. And uh, and I'm gonna I, I, look. I know Boston is is there, but I'm never taking the one seed, man. I'm I'm never doing it in yeah, in, uh, in HL playoffs. General. Yeah, you know you know <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. But I, I, I like that. I like the Devils a lot too. I'm, and I've mentioned that with you, but I, I just can't quite hop on hop on the train with you. I don't know. There's something about about them, and I just can't do it not only that but they're also playing the rangers right now so i'm definitely not going to say i'm i'm with them i really do like the rangers a lot right now and the way that they've they've started to have things click yeah. in the last month uh you know they they went on a a tear with like three games straight where they were were, were really playing really well um they had you know one game six to zero against the penguins i believe it was and then a touchdown the very next game uh just you know out, outstanding offensive play and patrick kane is finally getting his rhythm in with them mm -hmm. i really like them and i mean they're just a team that that overall the talent that they have and how young their roster still is i just i mean i don't see a lot of teams that are going to be able to beat them in a series uh so mm -hmm. i mean i'm i'm going to i'm going to be a homer with it and pick the rangers out of the out of the uh out of the east but i think in the west Love i'm kind of looking at the golden knights i've been kind of stuck with them oh, for a little geez. while I just I see the Golden Knights and the way that they play. I've brought this up before, but the way that they play on defense, just wearing you out and letting you have the puck, but not letting you have a shot off and then taking it mm -hmm. down and you can have more shots on goal than them and they're still going to beat you. And that's just mm -hmm. that's just something that's crazy hard to do and they play with such a such a fast tempo and a strong defense. Uh, that I really mm -hmm. like the Golden Knights. They're kind of the team that I'm looking at over there. But I do like Minnesota a lot too. I think Minnesota's kind of tied up there for me. What about uh, Colorado? Colorado can do it, uh, and I could see them being a, a surprise. They have plenty of firepower. That's yeah, for they sure. do. They and do, and Kale I, I like. I love Kale McCarr a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's he's probably one of my favorite players to watch. He's holding down the blue line. That's for sure. Yeah, he can he can definitely be one of the greats at the end of his career because he's oh, so young. He's a, so there's absolutely. There's a lot of these young stars that just completely mind boggle you but josh I, I don't mean to interrupt but i want to make a little bit of a shout out here i know it's not nhl playoff worthy but um i know with a lot of, this is going back to the college stuff i know I, between a lot of the frozen four stuff going on and off but for the teams that haven't made it, i want to make a little shout out to my buddy jake who actually plays up in minnesota state and he actually signed his first nhl entry-level contract the awesome. other day he signed with the national predators and i just want to give a little shout out to you jake um, congrats, buddy. It's really awesome to see you shine, how much time and effort you put in up to Minnesota State. And I know it hurt a little bit to not see you guys make it to the Frozen Four tournament down in Tampa, but I just want to give you a little shout-out, buddy. I'm proud of you. Congratulations, man. 
Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. awesome too that he's going there. Maybe he can, you know, hopefully he can get on that roster right away and help yeah. them a little bit. They just they just need a little a little boost, you know, something in the can boost that could really push them forward. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know exactly who that is or how how they can do it, but yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. He was I, one of the top players from Minnesota State. In the yeah, yeah, I, I like I like the Preds a lot too. So that's a good team to go to. Points in general for this season. Yeah, that's Damn. that's crazy. Yeah. But let's go ahead and jump over uh, to our DraftKings bets real quick. We'll close this out by mentioning our bets. Uh, of course, for all of you listening, you can go over to DraftKings and sign up today. And we have an amazing promo for you if you click on the link in the description or just visit the one that you can see on the screen right there. Uh, it's uh -huh. dkng.co slash bellyup150. If you click on that link, sign up today and place a $5 bet on anything. It can be on the, the final four it can be on the women's final four it can be on uh you know hockey it can be on basketball it doesn't matter just place a five dollar bet and you will get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly so go over there to DraftKings. you can do it online or in the app uh, and it is one of my favorite sports sports books to to uh, use uh, and it makes it so much fun you feel like you're a part of the game um but let's jump over britain he took the Nuggets money line versus Pelicans at minus 215. Uh, kind of an easier little little bet there, but then he went over with the Cubs money line versus the Brewers, which ended up Love cashing that. out for him. He was at That was at plus 120 before the game, and he ended up cashing out on that uh, with kind of a tight win. Um, Blake, what, what, what were your bets today? Uh, they were, um, let me see, I'm sure it was the Mariners money line and um, – they play the Guardians tonight Guardians. Okay. Uh, in Seattle, and uh, I took the Angels to cover minus one and a half against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Shohei Otani's on the bump, so hopefully I can get these two dubs. I actually have a parlay uh, that I actually put in uh, for myself, just a, a little, a little uh, ten dollar nugget, man. And and I took the Braves, the Yankees, and. Um, I took uh, the somebody else. I took somebody. I was a five teamer, but I, I had those two in there as well. Uh, but yeah, those are the two that I really, really like, man. And and uh, I single bet those straight up. So yeah, uh, yeah, you were minus one twenty on both those two. So yeah, uh, on on DraftKings. But Jeremy, who did you have tonight? Um, I went with the money line on the New Jersey Devils against uh, the sorry New York Rangers. Um, and right now, looking at the score, they're up two to one. Against the Rangers in the second. Uh, sorry, Josh. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> wait for that third period, buddy. Okay. Just wait. Okay. We'll, so, we'll wait. Tell Patrick Kane to score a goal. Um. Mm. Uh, then the He'll other one, it. I also want against money. Better watch on. out. He's he can't hit the post. He's got to hit in the back of the net. <laughs> um. Last, my other one, I did the money line as well between the Ottawa Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers. And looking at it again, um, the money line right now is four minus four ninety with the Ottawa Senators and. Plus 360 with the Flyers, and I have the Ottawa Senators right now. So, okay, yeah, you were uh, minus 135 on the on the Devils in the beginning of it, uh, beginning of the game, and then minus 150 on the yeah. on the Senators. So it's definitely uh, uh, yeah, a couple a couple of really good really good bets on that one too. I, I, I like both of those just fine, especially as far as the odds. Except I don't like the Devils bet that you put in, which is the only reason why I switched up one of my bets to make sure I take the Rangers beating the Devils. I was gonna say to cover. But I was trying to be a little smarter with it. I'm taking the Rangers money line. It was at plus 115 at the beginning of the game, uh, and 
I already fell once, all right? So I'm, I can't lose two in one night, right? Yeah, so I picked the Red Sox to cover one and a half versus the Orioles. That did not go well. That was at plus 150. Uh, I was going to take the money line, but I thought, nah, they can they can win it by two, and they lost. Um, so I was trying to trying to go. You know what's funny? I went. I didn't even realize until just now. I went with both of my teams. I went with my NHL team and my MLB team, and so we'll see how it pans out for me tonight. But I only did the NHL one. I had to had to do some opening day, uh, some opening day MLB picks for for the bets tonight. But so I had to had to throw the Boston. Red Sox in there just because I was trying to look through them and there was some that were just I don't know I, I liked them but then I, I looked at that Red Sox and I thought they can beat the Orioles so I was going to take money line but then I said no they can beat them by two but then they let me down so uh, we gotta we gotta <laughs> hope that the Rangers come back in the third period they and won. Patrick Kane puts it oh, on the course. inside of the net and you know, not honestly, just give that give that puck over to Panarin. Let him Wait, find it. Which and then, net are you talking about? The one above the goalie's head, or yeah. the small little one behind the goalie? Either one is fine with me. Uh, I like the bigger one behind the net. <laughs> but you know, I I really think if you just hand that puck over to Panarin, uh, let Zabinajad pass it over to him. Uh, you know, Panarin kicking that puck out. The way uh, I'm trying to think of what game it was, but the way that he kicked it over to Fox to end Fox's. Uh, long drought, uh, you know, just a few games ago, kicking it over to him, just a beautiful pass. Panarin's one of the most talented puck handlers in the league, and especially when it comes to passing. Uh, I mean, I, I like watching him a lot, but, you know, keep the puck in his hands, and I have faith in him. You know, I got I got faith that he can put it together. Uh, but maybe not so much Patrick Kane right now, but his chemistry is starting to click a lot more uh, in the last month, so we'll see what they can put together when it comes to playoffs. But Hey, Josh, did you hear Patrick Kane's new nickname? What's that? Patrick Post Kane. <laughs> Patrick Post Kane. I like it. I like it. We'll we'll see whenever he uh whenever he steals the Stanley Cup away from everybody this year. Oh, 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 <laughs> I think okay. he's I think he's uh he's that talented man. Like okay, he's gonna win. <laughs> Just because he's back with the he's, Brent, he's man. gonna win the Stanley Cup MVP. He's really starting the, to sound uh, like Britain right now. He's he's no nah, he's not gonna be the MVP. But if the Rangers were to win, it's definitely either gonna go to Zabinjad or Panarin. It's got to go to one of those. Uh, Possibly no, Shesterkin. Yeah, possibly Shesterkin. He's playing a really good game uh, lately, too. But that's pretty much all. Again, that's our bets for tonight. Uh, so if you click on that link down below, you can sign up for DraftKings. Place yourself a $5 bet. That's all you got to place, $5. Get yourself $200 in, in free bets instantly. So that's an amazing way to get some money to play with. You know, play with the, the house's money. No better way to do it. So go over there. Sign up for DraftKings today. Uh, we've got a lot more coming to you. Uh, but we thank you guys so much for all of your support, for watching, for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, you need to hit that subscribe button. You can also hit the like <laughs> button on this video. That helps us with the algorithms, stuff like that. But then if you're listening to us on audio, what are you doing if you haven't given us a five-star review already? Make sure to go over there, give us a five-star review, and you can do that on Apple Podcast and Spotify. But we thank you all so much for your support. Until next time.